poids. Welcome to the show. This, this is our view from, from the bench. Well, welcome to the show. I'm Brendan, assistant athletic trainer to the chess team. I'm Corey, the ball boy for the bowling team. And like I said, man, happy Friday. Happy Friday, dude. How was your week? It's good. Uh, kind of a lame week. Basic stuff at work, nothing crazy. Uh, getting ready to work a concert tomorrow, though, so that's going to be fun. Um, other than that, man, pretty easy, pretty calm week. What about you? Opposite. <laughs> I saw freaking Drake on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, that's right. Killed it over at Staples. I don't care what anybody says. I will not call it Crypto.com <laughs> Arena, except obviously to say that I won't call it that. Uh, <laughs> I just went to Staples. It was great. Great show, dude. He killed it. Uh, him and 21 Savage were there, so it was awesome, bro. It was super fun. Went with the wife and my uh, friend Laffy. Super fun, super fun. So that was cool. Took Wednesday off, obviously, to recover because I'm old. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, it was just a normal work work week besides, besides obviously, throwing Drake in the middle bit. But Heck yeah, way to go. It was cool. It was cool. So, But fun, crazy, breaking news. Whoa. To end the work week, since we're talking about the NFL, we obviously have to talk about... The Niners trading Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Wow. Man. I I was I have to say I was at work listening to the radio today, thankfully, because I was in the warehouse, so I had headphones on. And when they did the news of it breaking down, I was like, Wait, the Cowboys? So do they not do they not think Dak is worth it either? That's like my first question about the deal, really, to be honest. I would say that maybe they're erring on the side of caution in that there's a reason why the Niners spent a th- a, a lot of stuff, which we'll get into in a second, to get Trey Lance. Maybe there's something there. And since Dak is not guaranteed but likely to miss a handful of games, luckily knock on wood, and I don't wish him any injuries ever. I say that all the time. He does. He's never missed. Oh, besides that crazy knee. Ugh. Ugh. No, he's never really missed like a yeah. Gross. Know, like <laughs> heebie jeebies. Exactly. Yeah, I was like, even thinking never about really it. Missed, like, full seasons at a time. So he's going to be out a couple games, and so maybe the thought process is, let's see what this guy could do. Maybe they are like a similar build, right? Um, That's true. Trying to be a pocket passer, but can move when needed. So both come from uh, small schools. Maybe kind of take and they only gave up since we're talking about the trade next year's. Fourth round pick. Okay, that's not Still that on bad. A rookie contract. It's only his. He's, he got drafted in twenty twenty one. So this is only his second year, basically. From so a Cowboys a years on, from Cowboys perspective, this is a steal, right? Like it, yeah, even if he doesn't pan out, all he gave up was a fourth rounder. It's not like he gave up a vote. Yeah. I mean, you could find value in the fourth round. Obviously, don't get me wrong. Well, but, yeah, but it's not a first round pick. Exactly, and that's that's the kind of the main point. So, um, <clears throat> but as we started getting thinking back, we were, we look back at that trade in 2021, and we see really what the Niners gave up at the time. They were picking 12th overall, and they traded up with the Dolphins to third overall. They gave the 12th overall pick, which was the first round pick, obviously in 2021, a first round pick in 2022, a first round pick in 2023. And a third round pick in Damn. 2022. So overall, three firsts and a and a third for just to move up to get Trey Lance. So basically, that was given up. Miami is kind of sitting happy. Uh, let me tell you what uh, what I found that they kind of turned those draft picks into. 
They then, in turn, traded that 12th overall pick and probably something else, I, I don't know what, to move up to the 6th overall pick and trade uh, and draft Jalen Waddle. Great wide receiver. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, speedster, right? Kind of matches Tyreek Hill. Maybe not speedster uh, com- like Tyreek Hill speed, but speedster nonetheless. They then took that 2022 first-round pick and involved that in the trade for Tyreek Hill. Ooh. So Tua now has two of the best and fastest weapons in the league. Dude, they're gonna they be so then good. used the 2023 first-round pick in the deal for Bradley Chubb to solidify their wow. defense. That's... So they got Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and Bradley Chubb, and still a third-round pick, which I don't know what they drafted. On they gave up was the opportunity to get Trey Lance. Wow. I mean, not that the Dolphins would have probably taken him anyway, but no. dang, that's a heck of a haul and what they turned it into. That's some good front office work right there, turning those three first-rounders into other first-round like caliber talent without, without having to actually draft them and build them up. They're already in the NFL and have shown that they can legitimately do their jobs. So it's good front office work right there. Exactly. No, 100%. That was not so much great on the Niners. You said you saw, you saw a statement actually by them, right, where they kind of like took some accountability for uh, the not panning out of, of all of this, trading all of these assets and, and for a quarterback that they quickly got rid of. Yeah, it broke probably about an hour ago from now. Uh, John Lynch came out and basically said, like, we're, we're owning up to it. We made, we thought we had something there. We missed, and we're moving on. So, again, just good organizations know when they made a mistake and then just cut it and get rid of whatever that is and move on past it. Don't try to drag it out and see what can happen and if you can change it. Like, Purdy's obviously got this team uh, taken care of as far as the quarterback is going, and if Darnold is beating out Lance as the backup and you know it's not working, and it's worth at least getting something for him, even though they gave up a ton in order to get him. you got to get something for him, even if it's a fourth-round pick. But like you said, there's fourth-round picks are not throwaways. There Nothing. is talent there, and the Niners tend to draft really well, so maybe they'll get something worth value out of it. But again, to move on past it knowing it's not going to work is the best thing. Yeah, exactly. The best thing, like you said, an organization to do is pivot. Two examples, extreme examples, are two opposite examples of that well, that I was giving you earlier was the Cardinals. They drafted Josh Rosen and I believe had Steve Wilkes as the coach. Yep. That went horribly. So after spending <laughs> the their first round pick, I believe it was 10th overall on Josh Rosen, they said, that's not it. Let's move on. We're spending another first round pick, first overall, on Kyler Murray. And we're going to pair him with that that coach that was supposed to do something that obviously didn't pan out. It did. Okay. It did. Okay. Kyler Murray's injuries and a lot of other things kind of made it see, but it was definitely better than what it was. Josh Rose and the other. So knew they made the mistake right away and pivoted. Yeah. The but other one that I gave you the Go other ahead. part of the Cardinal one though, a little bit, if you think about it is that GM had to make it because if he didn't make a change, he probably was the one that was going to get fired. True. That's not happening for John Lynch per se. No, yeah, but, no, 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 no. But some, but uh, but an opposite of that, and maybe the GM. I don't remember if this if the same GM is there anymore. Is the Bears when they drafted Trubisky, and it just wasn't working, and they just kept saying no. If we're, I watch just next year, I it's it's gonna work next year. Watch, just don't worry. So, and uh, it wasn't. So yeah. they eventually got rid of him for absolutely nothing. And, yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure it's a new GM now who took Fields and started the whole process. 
and that guy's and the other guy's gone. So yeah. exactly kind of similar point, but opposite ways. Yep. Uh, as I was looking, you want to throw the list of people. I, oh. I found all of the people. So let's say the Niners do move up. Let's just say, okay, the draft picks are gone or whatever. But let's say they don't take Trey Lance. Look at all the people that they passed on from where they traded up to to where they traded from, which was 3-12. to 12. Yeah, and a lot of them are some good weapons that with their offense would be perfect. Like Kyle Pitts, it would be great. Jamar Chase, obviously. Uh, Waddle, who you already mentioned earlier. Uh, Panay Sewell, who, which would be a great thing as an offensive line to have somebody to build to run behind, which that's what the Niners do. Uh, yep, and maybe present, prevent some of those injuries to, I don't know, Jimmy Garoppolo or Brock. Brady I don't know, man. Garoppolo got prevent, hurt. But Garoppolo got Garoppolo. injured in New England. I feel like he's just injury prone in general. He's just made glass. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, Penesul's already made a Pro Bowl. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then there's a couple more. J.C. Horn, uh, Patrick Sertain second, Devontae Smith. <sighs> that guy's lights out. Uh, another quarterback, Devontae Justin Smith. Fields, who hasn't done anything yet necessarily, but from what people keep talking hey. about, he's going to make a big step up this year. People like me, yeah. And I'm then the Bears, the biggest one, preview the last. biggest one that I'm like, oh no, I can't believe is Micah Parsons. Could you imagine if they had him and Bosa? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. This would be this would be the uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah you're right. Oh yeah. my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because honestly, in the NFC, they probably go back one and two. No offense to Aaron Donald, it's just the Rams haven't done much lately. So yeah, yeah. I'm talking about him, so they go back one, two, and three. Uh, for top defender in the league, and they would be on the same team, possibly, dude. And Micah Parsons is elite, yeah, elite, just a little bit. So, yeah. Anyways, we had to definitely break that down. Uh, we we're not doing that, you know, regular topic show as promised. We're doing the AFC rundown, but when a trade like that happens, we definitely we got to cover it. So, yeah, absolutely. Kind of talk about it and let people know what the kind of Niners uh, had to pivot from because it wasn't working out too well. But see what happens in Dallas. Exactly. So let's get into the AFC preview. Let's break it down. Woo, my conference. Let's do this. Yeah, this one was the one that's kind of most exciting to me, honestly, because I I just think they're a better conference. So there's so many good teams and there's so many divisions. In fact, I think three in in this entire um, conference that three teams can make the playoffs. You know, at least they have the talent to. So yeah, this one is this is the one I'm definitely the most excited for. So. You pumped? I am because this was one. I'm a, a Titans fan, so this is my conference. But this was, like you said, this conference is stacked. Like even looking at each division, I was like, "Man, do I?" I, I the only one I really felt comfortable with off the bat was the West because of the Chiefs. But other than that, I don't know how I felt when I started this. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get right to that. That prediction of the Chiefs. We will start there in the AFC West. We're gonna run it down just like we did the last time. We're gonna have a. a, a Crazy clown mouse chase, I guess, to uh, to kind of show our our picks for division winners. Starting again with the AFC West. 
Yeah, that one's kind of an obvious one. Yeah, like I said, the only one I felt good about. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Chiefs' division to lose, is it not? Yeah, absolutely. They're, I, I don't see why it wouldn't be. They have most of them come, and most of the pieces coming back from last year. And it's Pat Mahomes. Why, why would I go against them? Every year he's started, they've been in the AFC title game minimum. So I don't see why I would pick them not to win the division again. Exactly. They would win the division for, what is this, the eighth straight time because they eighth. did it with two with Alex Smith, and this would be his sixth straight division win. Yeah. Uh, it's There's not much stopping him. I, and that's not saying the, the Broncos and the Chargers – no offense to the Raiders. It's not saying the Broncos and the Chargers aren't talented, but the this division is his to be had. Uh, and I believe it will continue to be that way until he retires or yeah. decides to <laughs> – I don't know. I feel like he really is that like Brady esque talent where you just you just win as long as you surround him with the pieces he needs to win, you win. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't. I think a big part of that too is is he, no, he got a huge deal as far as years are concerned from most uh, players in the NFL, but per year annual average is much lower than he probably is really worth because he's kind of doing the Brady effect where he's taking a little less, so they have more to spread out throughout the roster. And now that he's got a partial ownership in the Kansas City Royals and all his sponsorship money, like I'm sure that he, it's not like he's only living off of his NFL contract. So I think in the long run, if he can just stay healthy and they can keep building around him, then he's never going to have any reason to complain and want to get more money than they're giving him at this moment. And even that's $45 million. Yeah, it's still pretty not, good. <laughs> it's not it's not terrible. Yeah, but to your point, he makes money, so much money off the field, and, and what winning does for his brand is what really kind of makes everything pop more. You know, that's what... I feel like Jason Kelsey also understands by taking – he's not the highest paid tight end, but I can't think of a better tight end I'd rather have on my team than him. So nope. the fact Wouldn't that he only more. makes, I think, $14 million a year, definitely not the highest paid tight end in the league, is saying something to that winning culture that they're trying to promote. And yeah. that's how you get that's how you get more money off the field anyways. Absolutely. And, you know, again, looking at this division, like you said, there's some talent on, like, the Chargers and the Broncos, but – then there's the Raiders, who we don't even know. Like, I know Josh Jacobs, I think, is coming back now, right? Is he officially going to report and sign his franchise tag? I think that's the last I heard. Until it happens, I, <laughs> that's a good TBD, point. Uh, you know what I mean? Or TBA, to be announced, man. Yeah. I, until I, like from the horse's mouth, until I see Josh Jacobs and I hear him tweet, "Okay, see you soon, Raider Nation." Whatever he, you know, whatever he wants to say, then okay, then then fine. But they are the the kind of somewhat of a dumpster fire. I don't. They just seem to be falling apart in like weird ways. Don't want to sign the running back. Devonta Adams seems kind of unhappy. And then he gets hurt. Is kind of here, but they got it's, they got rid of Derek Carr, who seems to be the same type of player, but less brittle. Yeah. So you know, it just seems awkward. I get that he knew he knew him from you know uh, New England. Right? Yeah, that that's the whole show. that is that's the whole thing yeah. is that he brought in a guy that knows his language and knows his playbook, so he thinks what we did in New England, you can do here, but. I mean, it's the Raiders, man. Like, they do have some good pieces. You mentioned Devontae Adams. Even without Josh Jacobs, like Hunter Renfro, Austin Hooper at tight end, they have some decent offensive pieces. And yeah. I know their defense isn't terrible, but I just – I can never trust them. And I feel like with the Chiefs and the Broncos, like, even though the Broncos aren't going to win the division, I think they'll be better than last year. I think Sean Payton helps that offense at least get semi-better. I mean, they were terrible last year, so they can't get worse than that, I think, with Payton there. And their defense was okay, so they're going to hang in some games, which means the Raiders are probably going to lose some games within the division, right? Yeah, 100%. They're going to lose two to the Chiefs, <laughs> although they are one of the three teams. Mahomes is 27-3 and three 
Oh my god! Against the AFC uh, West, not one against each. He's lost two to the Chargers and one to the Raiders. So, but that's it. He, he's uh, out of the thirty, he's won the other twenty-seven. So he wow. just kind of dominates all these teams. But that's actually the Broncos to me is my is the biggest question mark. I see what they have. I see Russell Wilson. I see Sean Payton. Both have won Super Bowls, not together, but both have won Super Bowls. They have a good defense, like you said. They have some pretty good weapons, especially with Cor- Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy's there, right? Yeah, I believe so. And yeah, yeah. So, so I think that they. I think that the biggest question mark is does it work? You know, I, I think they're both good, but I, I just don't – to be seen. That's all. That's all Yeah, I, well, I, like I you mentioned, the Bronco defense is great because last year you look at their first 13 games and they only gave up more than 19 points three times. So the fact that the offense was so bad that they lost games when they were only allowing 19 points or less, if the if the Bronco offense with Sean Payton can go, go from 21st last year to even – like top 15 to maybe top 12, if they get to like the 12 to 15 range, that alone yeah. probably wins them at least four of those games last year that they were within a field goal or something at the end where they totally blew it. There's a lot of good offenses out in the AFC, but I mean in the NFL alone. So being ranked top 12 is not going to be an easy feat, but Russell Wilson and those weapons like we were talking about, it's it's definitely possible. So whether or not it happens is to be seen. I think the Chargers should be good i think yeah. the best thing that they did is get kellen moore because brandon staley has no idea i don't even know if he knows how to spell off <laughs> run one i know he did well for the rams playing you know defensive coordinator position playing yeah, <laughs> defensive well. coordinator position for for the, the super bowl team so what did they win it after he left i think they won it after he left maybe yeah i think they he, they got the job when they lost to the patriots yeah. yes so they had a good defense, I guess. You know, they only gave up thirteen points that game. But yeah. uh, so, but anyways, he needs to he needs he needs to focus on what he's good at, and yeah. which is the off or the defense. So, get somebody in here. Get Kellen Moore, great, highly, you know, loves to pass. Guy got freaking Justin Herbert with a cannon and, and accurate as heck, and gonna so. be paid for a while. Isn't going anywhere. And we talked about this before when the chart with the Chargers, like they have one of the best rosters when you look at it on paper on both sides mm-hmm. of the ball. They've had the most pro bowlers in like the last three or four years as a team in the whole league. Like on paper, they should be really good, but they always seem to do this thing where they charger kind of like Clippers Clipper. Like it just seems like like last year in the playoffs, they were up, what, 27 on Jacksonville and then they lost that game. How does that happen in the playoffs? Yeah, it was 30 to three. Yeah. And they lost the game 30 to 31. Yeah. Like how do you, (laughs) I don't understand like. At that point, I can't blame Herbert. You have to blame the coaching. And with, like you mentioned, Kellen Moore coming in, maybe also Kellen Moore coming in and being a younger guy, maybe Staley will listen to him a little bit when it comes to those weird moments when Staley does, like, when everyone else zigs, he zags and does, like, the most bizarre thing, which then ends up screwing yeah. them in the long run. Maybe Kellen Moore can kind of be like, yo, man, maybe we, uh, we don't do that right now. We kind of stick to our game plan. Yeah, true. I could see that for sure. And he's uh, used to it in Dallas. He sticks to his own thing, just runs a little offense. So Yeah. I think it's I think it's smart that he kind of broke out of that and is trying to do something different. And I, in my opinion, Justin Herbert's a way better quarterback than oh yeah, Dak. way so, better. And they have the weapons. They have Eckler. Like they have a bunch of offensive weapons that they can work with. So if Kellen Moore can do what he did in Dallas here with this bet with this roster, they're going to be good. So if Staley better have that defense ready to go. Yeah, I mean I don't want to slight the Cowboys' weapons. Tony Pollard's 
pretty like really yeah, good. Yeah. He was really good last year. You know, CD Lamb. They they had some decent players. So but, I just don't. I like you said are stacked. Like you said though, when it comes to quarterback, he's better. Herbert is better than Dak, and that's what it way all comes better. down to. Way better. So I think Kellen Moore is gonna like just flourish. I don't even. I don't even talk. I'm talking about the coordinator. I think Kellen Moore is gonna flourish. <laughs> obviously, means that then all of this is gonna flourish. So I think it's gonna be good for for them. Obviously, rocking the Chargers. We're talking about AFC today. Junior Seau. Woo woo. Throwback, man. Heck yeah. yeah. Dude, I remember watching him so many times back in the kid when we went there. It was awesome. Yeah, so somewhat. That's my. This is my uh, hometown team. I kind of root for the Cardinals because I don't know. But <laughs> this is kind of the one that I get to watch. So, which, I, which is weird to say because my uh, my grandma was a huge Rams fan. I Ugh. tried to be a Rams fan, but after rooting for the Cardinals, I just literally couldn't do it. Yeah, so no, I, I don't blame I you one bit. The other L.A. team, which is as I grew up a San Diego team. Yeah, right. Heck yeah, but San Diego's a great, a great city, and unfortunately they lost their team, but loved going down there to watch the Chargers all the time. Now it's just weird them being here. <laughs> right. Like, how many times yeah. do you hear people call them still the San Diego Chargers on the radio, on sports channels? Like, it's been how many years? <laughs> Two, at least three. No. Oh, no. Freaking co- no, more, like five. Yeah, we're at like five or six. Before COVID. I think this is the yeah. fifth or sixth year now. Yeah. Yeah, Agreed. crazy. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. <laughs> All right, well, tripping west, tripping on down to the AFC South. Boom, boom. Talking about your division, man. All right, let's see what your prediction is for how it will go. Second time? Yep. Oh, no, yep. Uh, okay. Nope, not doing it. Both settling on the Jags. Yeah. Unfortunately, as a Titans fan, this hurts, but I just don't think we're good enough to win the division. Not that we won't compete for a wild card spot, but I just think the Jags – Building on their momentum from last year, a second year for Lawrence in Doug Peterson's system, which as the year went on last year, he got better and better because they started off slow and worked their way late with a, a big streak. So if they can come out from the get-go with a decent start, I think they're going to be really difficult to take care of all year. I mean, oh, I think, honestly, I think they can start 4-2. and two. They have to play some pretty, like, I mean, they, they go the Colts. Chiefs, Texans, Falcons, and then Buffalo. That the Chiefs and Buffalo game. The other three, I think they should win easily. Like, yes, no problem. Agree. I think uh, this basically kind of comes down to, in my opinion, unfortunately, this is probably the worst overall division, mostly because of the Colts and the Texans, Ugh. and because every other team has three really strong, or every different division has three really strong teams and one average one. But I think the two teams at the top here are jacksonville kind of clearly and but the titans will be in the mix probably all season i do think that the jags eventually pull away i have them winning division by like one to three games just a couple it's not going to be you know they're not going to secure it early on or anything like that i think you guys will be fighting to the end Um, but i do think that you guys sit firmly in second cruise to a wild card spot spoiler uh, and just got to hope that the defense stays what it was and that DeAndre Hopkins incorporates well, which run, 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 Hopkins deep. Yeah. Touchdown. If there you go. You're welcome. Tannehill can stay healthy and the offensive line can do their thing and Henry do his thing, then DeAndre Hopkins downfield is going to be a huge thing for us. And hopefully, ultimately, that helps them win the division or get in. But I just, the the biggest problem with me, the biggest problem I think too is, is the last game of the season, They it's Jags and Titans again. So if it comes down to the last game of the season. Where? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I'm sorry. I just know they end against each other again for the second straight year. So okay. if it comes down to that, I feel like Lawrence and them are just going to be like, well, we did it last year. We'll do it again. And then 
we're right back to where we were last year. Maybe a wild card spot, or we're kicked out of the playoffs entirely with them beating us at that point. Okay, I can see that. So I just looked it up. You are at home. Oh, okay. That's a slight edge in our direction, but if they're much better than us, <laughs> if they're much better than us, then it's not going to matter. Agree. So this is kind of where, after those two teams, this is where it kind of drops off for me, though. Uh, I have Indy slightly ahead, but all this, you know, Jonathan Taylor stuff is just getting weird. They're not a terrible team, but I'm not, I don't think they're contending for anything. I feel like they're in that spot that's really bad for franchises, right? Where they are not terrible enough to get like good picks and stuff like that, but they're not good enough to be involved in anything significant. So, I think they're just praying that Anthony Richardson can develop, um, even if it's not too quickly, but if they can see that progression, I think that's really what they're kind of banking on. I just say that they let him do everything. Let him make all the mistakes. Let him learn. Let him learn, 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 because I do think he has talent. I've seen him, and he seems like a super nice dude. I've seen a bunch of – I know I don't mean to talk about a nice in your division, but he just seems like a super cool guy, super nice. Remember that story when they were at camp, and he's he's the guy who stayed behind in the room to, like, help clean up? Yeah, yeah. They were like, dude, you have to keep going. He's like, no, no, no. We can't just leave the room like this. We're not – we're all people. We can pick up after ourselves. He literally stayed until everything, or I think he had to come back or something like that. But either way, he's just that kind of that kind of person. So, yeah, um, I'm hoping it does kind of pan out. But that's I don't see them doing much. No, I don't. And I, I at least as long as the offense and Richardson play well and they still lose games, then if I'm a Colts fan or you're in the Colts organization, that's a win, right? Like they have Michael Pittman Jr. and Isaiah McKenzie on the outside from to throw to. If Taylor comes back. Then they have Taylor, so that kind of opens up everything. So I think if the offense can do well, like I said, and they just don't win a lot because I don't want them to win anyway, but just as long as Richardson develops, like you mentioned, and the offense can grow, then I think if you're a Colts fan, you got to think at least we're going in the right direction at that point. Yes. And then That's I, what I, they're hoping for. I'll tell. I'll mention the Texans, but like you said, I don't know what there is to talk about. Uh, CJ Stroud's going to – Yeah, every, they're all just so young. The head coach is young, not just in age, but like in tenure yeah. is really what I mean. But yeah, CJ Stroud, I think he's talented. I think yeah. he's going to be good, but he needs time to develop. Uh, I, d- I doubt that's going to start right now. I mean, development starts now, but not the not the peaks or yeah. not we are seeing these big strides, especially on that team. They came, they, they were able to pick that high for a reason. So uh, I don't think, you know, D'Amico Ryan's defensive-minded coach, yep. that's not going to help. CJ Stroud, who's I don't know who he picked as these OC. I don't know who the coordinators are. I just don't know who it is. So I don't know how CJ Stroud develops. You know, having a defensive minded head coach, I just I don't know. I I mean, I know he's I know he's a franchise legend, so that's that's good. I I I think that he'll do something. So we'll just see how it goes. PFF has them winning about five games. Okay, I was going to say six max. The only thing I wish would happen, but I know it's not going to happen, is the Titans have those old throwback Oilers jerseys coming back. And I would really like them to wear them against the Houston Texans, just because that would be hilarious. Oh, Houston Oilers. Um, partially too, because I feel like the Texans have asked in the past about being able to possibly wear it, but the Titans own all that stuff because they're the team that technically was the Oilers. So, and they're never going to let them do it. So that's kind of like this weird no, interdivision on top of the rivalry already that I like. So <laughs> you guys, you would, yeah, I love it. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. Other than that, I don't see them. I don't see them as in the the uh, Texans doing doing much of anything. No, so. not at all. <clears throat> Let us move on to the AFC North. To the North. Who we got? Who we got? Are we the same again? 
No. Different this time. Okay. Perfect. Okay, great. So we got the Ravens, your selection to win the NFC North, and the Bengals. B for Bengals. B for Brendan, <laughs> B for Bengals. Not Brown. Sorry, puppy. You are very cute. <laughs> Not with that face. You're kind of angry, but anyways, so what, what, why Ravens besides, I mean, a lot of obvious reasons. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's look at last year. They won 10 games and made the playoffs and Lamar only played in 12 of the games and did not play in the playoff game. And I didn't realize until you and I were talking about it that it was as close. I knew there was a close game, but I didn't know to the extent until you showed me that video of how like the Ravens were tied with them 17, 17 in that playoff game, but the Bengals, and they were going down to score on like a goal line play, and they fumble. There's like nine minutes left in the game. Yeah, I, and Cincinnati picks it up, runs all the way back for a touchdown, goes up 24-17, and that's the final score. So yep. I feel like last year with that, they were almost there. They Now they have Lamar back. He's under contract. He's healthy. They brought in OBJ for him, so he's got a weapon on the outside. They have a new offensive coordinator that they brought in. Draft receiver. Yeah, Zay Todd Howard. Monkin, who they brought in as a uh, offensive coordinator. And from what I keep hearing out of camp or we read on Twitter is him and uh, Monkin are, like, seeing everything eye to eye. Uh, I think he said – I think Lamar mentioned he saw, like, a route or something on a video game or on Twitter, and he showed his coach it, and, like, the next day it was, like, added into a playbook somewhere. So – you can tell that the collaboration and like a partnership is there, which I think yeah. obviously when Lamar goes to the mind, he's going to feel more comfortable making changes and know what he's doing. So, and then we just talked about, you know, Clowney was out there. Well, now they just signed Clowney to add onto their defense. It's already good as an extra defensive lineman. So I think yeah. at the end of the day, I think Lamar's out to prove everybody and show that his contract is worthy. And I, I feel like he's going to have an MVP, MVP caliber season, to be honest. I can see that as long as he stays healthy, obviously, because that's just been, unfortunately, his forte lately. Yeah. Hot, 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 hot shoot missed the end of the season. Darn yep. it. So, this is a, this is the, the best division. I do think there's the two at the top that are really the division contenders, but I do think that the Steelers and even really the Browns can surprise people this yeah. year. People, people forget how good Deshaun Watson was. He was up. 24 to I think nothing in Kansas City before Patrick Mahomes realized that he was playing a football game that day <laughs> and then decided to go out. And oh, man, and I've and been win. there too as a Titans fan. I get it, man. It sucks. So, yeah. So obviously they are they're they're still you know contenders as well. So this is a stacked division. Um, Cleveland it just never seems to work. I know that they're good. So but but it, with a full off season and a full regular season because obviously he was suspended. 11 games last year, even though he came back for the Texans. Why 11 and come back for the Texans game? I don't know. That was weird NFL timing. really knows how to play <laughs> that TV schedule, huh? Yeah. So, uh, but, the, you know, they could do a lot. They could do a lot. They have, they have some weapons, and they have a really good defense. So, but I don't think they will. Uh, the Steelers are iffy. If Pickett could take the next step, and, dude, George Pickens is insane. That guy's yeah. crazy. I think Ryan Clark is insane for saying that he is more skilled than uh, – Jared Jefferson in Minnesota, but he's really good. So really the the whole division boils down to the two teams that we have, that we've each individually picked. Uh, I just think that the Bengals have been knocking on that like championship door. And this is like their window. The Ravens have improved. Obviously they've added the people that you've discussed and Lamar's back and happy. I just, I don't know if it all clicks right away. You know, new receivers, obviously receiving's about time. It's not like a new running back. And, you know, not that it can't happen. These guys are professionals. They know exactly yeah, yeah. what they're doing. And Odell looked amazing in L.A. So he, he obviously can come in and, and smooth in right easily. But I do think that Joe Burrow is just a complete package. Uh, his team is back again. They have almost the same exact roster that they've had 
recently. They've lost a few key players, and you mentioned two of them being their safeties. But uh, I do think that they just kind of take it and go from there. Yeah, and you mentioned the safety, Jesse Bates and Vaughn Bell are the two guys that left in the offseason from Cincinnati, and that's kind of the reason I didn't pick them to win the division. I feel like that losing those two guys on the back end of the defense is going to be huge, so they might kind of start off slow defensively and maybe get better as the year goes on. But I feel like Baltimore is going to come out from the get-go ready to go and just be way ahead early, and then ultimately it'll be close in the end, but I think the Bengals will fall short. Uh, when it comes to the Browns, like you mentioned, I think a lot of people don't realize or forgot about how good Deshaun was when he was able to have a camp and an off season and a full season to play. So I think him having that opportunity this year is huge for the Browns. Uh, I mean, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, David Jagoku, uh, Nick Chubb, that's like a hell of an offense and a lot of weapons yeah. for him to have. Not bad. And again, not only did he not play very much last year, have camp or like everything, but now he's got a second year with this offense. It always comes down to like guys in second years of certain offenses when they have more time to like, it click. Yeah, exactly. You've had a whole second off season to like just let it sink in of what you made mistakes on the year before and where you need to improve. And I think that's a big part of where the Browns are going to improve as a team this year. Um, yeah. And then the same thing you said about the Steelers, man. It, it, Kenny Pickett. It all depends on him and how much he improves. But at the end of the day, dude, I still think they're going to win nine games. Like. Tomlin hasn't had a losing record in his entire career, and I think it's this is his 17th or 18th season taking the head coaching job there. So even when they're not good and they're rotating quarterbacks, it just seems like they always compete and their defense is always legit. So if the offense and Pickett can be like semi-decent, I think they're going to be in a wild card chase. I just don't know if they'll ultimately get there. They might fall like a game short. I saw, I saw a graphic the other day to support how good the Steelers just constantly are, even before... Yeah, yeah, it's not just Tomlin. Yeah, even before Tomlin, there was a graphic that said it had a list of all the teams and their most recent top five draft pick. Oh, man. I think it was the Ravens who actually were the second, but every single team except the Steelers has had one in the 2000s. The last top five draft pick for the Steelers was Terry Bradshaw. No way, dude. Yeah. Wow, I knew they were always good because like they're always competitive. Like I said, they even I think they're also like one of the few teams, if not the team, with the least amount of head coaches in their franchise's history. Yes, because yeah, Chuck Noll like was there forever, Bill Cowher was there forever, Tomlin's not been there Tomlin. almost twenty. Like they just don't fire guys because they all know what they're doing within that those four walls, and they just do their job. Yep. Yeah, I expect yeah, so them to I be that... good and just compete at least at all at the worst case for a wild card. Yeah. Agree. I can see that happen. Okay, so let's move on then. Moving on from the AFC North, we're going to take it to the division. Obviously, we only have the AFC East left. Let's see who we have picked for the division winners. Rat race. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Picking the same team again. Okay. No. So the three time champions are out as division champs, at least. We've we've selected. Uh, I've picked the Dolphins, and you've picked the Jets. Okay, yes. Jets. Aaron Rodgers comes and continues his dominance over in the AFC East, leaving the NFC North. Huh? Yeah. Well, partially, uh, I think it's because Buffalo has been good for a while. Uh, they struggled in the playoffs, obviously, and always lose the big games. I feel like after a while, 
you know, I know that coach has been there a while. They, sometimes it just kind of goes stale, and I don't know if with the Stephon Diggs thing about not wanting to be there, but he says he wants to be there, whatever's going on. I feel like exactly. they're going to have some turmoil and not have the best season that they've had in a while. So, And the Dolphins are improving, and but I just don't know if Tua can, one, make it through a whole season yet, or, well, healthy one, but two, do it for an actual whole NFL season length of time. So I feel like the Jets make the most sense when, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, it's got that kind of Tampa Tom Brady feel when he went there the first year where they bring all his friends in. Now his coordinator's there. He's feeling happy. And, you know, they're joking. Having a good time. Like, I know there hasn't been a whole lot of stories out of Hard Knocks, but I know that's going on right now. I just, it's got that feel of like, now they might start off slow. I have to, I have to admit they start off rough with a few teams, but I feel like as a season, the Bills game one, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, right? Which, yeah. yeah, but I think because of that, they end at the end of the year with Atlanta, Houston, Miami, Washington, Cleveland, New England. They could probably easily win five of those games. Like the Cleveland one is the one that I'm like, oh, that might be rough, depending on how they're looking. But the rest yeah. of those are not are, are young teams up and coming. They're besides dead team, dude, yeah, besides Miami, and I just feel like Aaron Rodgers with all his guys. And let's not forget, if the Raiders get off to a slow start and they're bad, and Devonte Adams asks for a trade before the deadline. The Jets are going to be the first <laughs> yeah, team right, that calls. Yeah, because right. they, I mean, Rodgers gave up $35 million on his contract this year, and they have all that extra cap space. They only gave, what, nine of it to Dalvin. So there's like $20 million kind of sitting there. I think you could easily fit Devontae Adams in that slot, and then it wouldn't take long for him to get his stride with A-Rod back, I'm sure, in the offense that they know and ran together for years. Very true. Yeah, this, this whole division, I mean, this – the AFC East specifically is the best division in the AFC and arguably of, uh, of, of football. So uh, I, the Patriots aren't really contending for anything, but I mean, they still have Bill Belichick. They're still a hard nosed team. They still don't just roll over and you know what I mean? So them being the, the fourth option, I don't know why I did four, <laughs> fourth <laughs> option uh, kind of, you know, I don't know. I think the main thing though, for, for the, the Patriots to me is not really how well they're going to do. I don't, I don't think they're going to do very well. I think it's all, I'm going to be watching Zeke. Is oh, Zeke yeah, going to be hitting those numbers him. that we talked about in his contract? Uh, I'm just curious to see how much run he actually gets and what he looks like outside of that Dallas system with that, you know, great line that everyone always talked about. And I mean, Patriots have a pretty good offensive line as well, but yeah, but I'm the Cowboys have been known for what, building like offensive lines for decades at a time. Right. So I'm curious to see what he does uh, here more than I'm curious to see what the Patriots do overall. Well, I used to root for the Patriots. I was really <clears throat> more rooting for Tom. Yeah, exactly. Until they can get their act together. I'm moving on to bigger, bigger and better things. Yeah, the Patriots, I mean, again, their defense will probably be solid because that's Belichick's specialty. So they'll at least be solid every game. I just don't know if they'll have enough offense. Although with Bill Bryan being back in New England and calling the offense this time for Mac Jones, maybe that'll help things a little better. Uh, I just, but they end their season at Pittsburgh, Kansas City, at Denver, at Buffalo, and then the Jets. I just like if they're if they're even six and six at that time, or like going into those, and you lose all five of those, you're under five hundred guaranteed, and you're not in the playoffs. So I just don't know if they're going to be any good at all. Uh, Dolphins, like I said, I like Tua and I Tyreek Hill and Waddle. Like we talked about, the offense should be great, but it's got to be also Tua on the field the entire time. And their, their schedule in general, they have some, like, you know, you play those six division teams, which these this division, like you talked about, could be the best in all of football. But then yeah. on top of that, they have to play the Chargers, the Broncos, the Giants, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and Baltimore. That is a heck of a schedule. They're going to be tested. That's yeah, every, every single week for real. Mm-hmm. 
So I just I, I don't know. I, I'm with you though. Patriots at the bottom. Bills, Dolphins, kind of struggling for those middle spots, maybe. And depending on which one gets in second, how good the record is, gets in a wild card spot. But I ultimately see the Jets just flying high. Fly Jets, fly. Uh, nope. You're wrong. Uh, my <laughs> least favorite team here is Buffalo, but they are solid and will most likely be in the playoffs. Spoiler, obviously, for our next segments. Uh, but I don't have them claiming division glory this year. This would uh, end their three-year run. Another playoff participant, spoiler alert, uh, but in the wild card spot again, will be the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Aaron Rodgers is what makes this team viable. Their defense was ranked first overall last year by PFF with an 85.3 overall defensive rating. The Niners and the Eagles were second and third with 84.1 and 84, respectively, so a full point above them. And those two teams were in the NFC Championship. In fact, they are actually the only team in top five rated defense from last year that did make the playoffs. The other uh, four, them being one, the other four below them, two through four, were San Fran, Philly, Minnesota, and the Chiefs. Dang. Uh, So all they needed was to really get this offense rolling because their defense was doing more than their job by being the number one rated defense in in the conference, but, or division, no, league. But this <laughs> year, it's going, going, back, back to Miami, Miami. <laughs> okay. Following the trend that's kind of like everything Miami right now, dude, right? I mean, all of South Florida yeah. just, it seems to be winning everything. It's so true. I'm just going to keep rolling with that. Okay. The Dolphins keep Tua healthy all season. They're dominant. The Dolphins as a team were actually ranked seventh overall overall by PFF. That's offensive, uh, defensive, and special teams, everything. And that's with two of missing four games. Wow. So right now I'm just going to say this is their time to seize it. And you know I love their coach. Yeah. I know you're a I huge McDaniel fan. And I don't blame you, dude. He's hilarious. He is hilarious. I have a couple clips that we have to show just to kind of show his weird, like, quirkiness. The <laughs> first one is actually him with his own quarterback. This one. Let's check this out. I couldn't sleep um, for a minute. Like I slept and then I woke up like at three and I couldn't go back to sleep. So I, I was thinking about when you randomly hit me up that you're YouTubing me. Yeah. And so then I YouTubed you and heard and saw this Trent Dilfer thing showing all this high school <laughs> from you. Great. And bro, your your technique was trash. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's called his it own quarterback cool, trash. You can see little elements of like your swag, um, but you were yeah, you were stressed out. Woo! <laughs> you're like you're all you know. You heard him. You heard him. You heard him, guys. I got swag, dude. That's that's you. That's <laughs> what just said. Anybody? It's a dangerous indicator that you don't have swag. He just told me, you heard guy, you heard those guys, they think I have swag. <laughs> That's how you know you don't. <laughs> That's how you know you don't. Dude, this guy is so funny, man. I <laughs> He's talking to his own quarterback. I was watching you, and you were not good. Man. You were terrible, I, but... <sighs> terrible that dude that's some of the best things though because like in the most serious moments to have to like somebody to like just, you know keep it cool and get you laughing and kind of get you to calm down and maybe like take that bad play out of your mind that you had on the last drive or something it's like it's just nice to have someone like that to kind of lighten the mood a little bit and just get you to laugh and kind of chill out even though at the end of the day these games are all they care about all 17 of them are important but you're still just a, a human at the end of the day just have a good time 
That's true. Uh, I mean, he wouldn't make it on Bill Belichick's squad. No, that's, uh, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. So, uh, yeah, but he he's just a, he just seems like that's actually a good point. That's very true. Kind of break it up. I don't know where what if this was a preseason game or where this was in the game, but it was just a funny funny clip. We got one more. This is him with the press actually. Oh, okay. So let's just yeah, let's just see part of this what this interview is. Quick snip. About the five minute sixteen mark, you spoke to uh, Justin Fields on the side. It seemed like you said to him to stop running the ball. Um, did you kind of knew that they, that's what the game plan was for them going into the to the game? Or no, I just wanted him to stop scrambling, <laughs> and it was pretty irritating because he didn't listen at all. <laughs> he didn't take the coaching. He didn't take the coaching from the other team. Yeah, I was gonna say the other coach on the other side. Oh, dude, this guy just literally, um, he just makes me laugh, man. So I think, uh, I think it's, I think he's so funny. Yeah, he's a great dude. And like, I know he's had some weird press conferences. Uh, obviously, that's one of them. But I remember the one too about him not showering when he was in San Francisco. They asked him about it. And he was like, yeah, I won't let that happen here. I'm the head coach now. I can't do that. I'm not just the coordinator like I was over there. Jeez, dude, that's so funny. He just has just like those funny one-liners. Like you said, I think it's so cool that he, uh, can you know maybe make it that way so that way he's just lightening up the up the mood so i'm saying he keeps it light all season Tua stays healthy all season they claim division glory it's not a bad pick i agree i agree well so after we like like last time we covered our division winners uh, kind of talked about other division components as well uh this time though we are going to move into the wheel again we have the other wheel of questions Spin that wheel. So let's get over to the wheel. These are AFC related, of course. That because obviously we're covering the AFC. Let's share the wheel. So we're gonna take what three questions each again. We'll go back and forth. Who you want to go first? Let yeah, me, I'll go you first. Go first this time. Okay. I'll go first. Maybe you went first last time, but I honestly don't remember. <laughs> but I will go first today, gladly. Okay, tell me when to spin. Spin that wheel. Okay, question is, does Deshaun Watson lead the Browns to the playoffs? Well, this will be a spoiler for the next thing because, yeah, I have him making it as a wild card team. So, yes, I think Deshaun Watson does lead the Browns to the playoffs. Okay, like you kind of talked about when we were talking about the division, specifically the AFC North, there's a lot of weapons there, man. I think they're a little bit underrated just because they obviously are the Browns like they always are. But I expect big things from them this year, but now it's your turn for the wheel. Spin this wheel. Spin it. Oh, I was hoping you were going to get that one. Dang it. <laughs> Does anyone give Mahomes legit competition for an MVP award this regular season? Yes. Mr. Patrick. Mr. Patrick. That's <laughs> him. Mr. Joe Burrow does. Oh, Joe Burrow Joey Ice. is coming back out. I'm telling you, the Bengals are coming out swinging this year. Uh, I think that the there's a couple quarterbacks. Obviously, it's a pretty much only the quarterbacks that are ever involved in it. I think at the beginning, of course, there's going to be the Jalen Hurts talk. If he still comes up hot, obviously, he was doing really good. Lamar Jackson, like you said, when you were talking about why they're going to win the AFC North, is he's going to have that MVP caliber season. I think he'll be talked about a lot. Everybody always talks about uh, Josh Allen, and we're going to probably include Justin Herbert. Uh, but I really think nobody, as it kind of dwindles on in the season, people start kind of falling off besides – 
Patrick, of course, and I think Joe. So whether or not Joe wins it, I, I'm not saying that, but I think if it's not going to necessarily be a landslide, hopefully, uh, as long as Joe's healthy the whole season, I think he does. All right, good one. Spin that wheel for me, buddy. Your next question. All right. Perfect. Okay, so the question is, does Russell Wilson have more than 30 touchdowns and or le- and less than 10 interceptions? Let me let me give you a little bit of background first. Mm. He averages for his career in his 11 seasons 28 touchdowns and oh. 9 interceptions. Man, that's right at the numbers. Right? His highest ever in one season was in 2020. He had 40 touchdowns. 2020. His lowest ever was last year. He had 16. All right. I am going to go with yes to both. It's going to be 33 touchdowns and eight interceptions because if his career average is 29 and 8 or 28 and 9, whatever way you said it, I feel like he's through 40 only in 2020. That's not that long ago. And I think with Sean Payton and an open offense like they used to have in New Orleans, we'll give him some more opportunity to get some more touchdowns. And I think he'll get 32, 33. Okay. All right. I'm note 33 touchdowns and eight interceptions is what you said, right? Write it down. Okay. Writing it down. We'll see. We'll check back in later. Oh, the man. See how this is going. He better not throw eight by like week 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. Make me don't even if he throws ten like in seventeen games, I'll feel better. But don't throw it like in eight or nine games and make me feel really bad. True, not dumping it quickly. Okay, <laughs> okay. All right, well we're gonna hold you to it. We'll see. We'll see how how quick how uh, close your prediction is. All right. All right. My second question. Spin it. Oh man, I really want someone to get the other question. Yeah, uh, you wanted this one. All right. Does Aaron Rodgers play MVP caliber football? I mean, MVP okay, let me give me some numbers football. first. Okay. Yeah. Av- he's won yeah, MVP, MVP a couple caliber? times. His averages of his MVP seasons are okay. 68% complete percentage, 4,300 yards, 42 nice. touchdowns, Damn. five interceptions, a 117 wow. passer rating, and a 77.6 quarterback rating. So Dude. do you think he can play not necessarily better than all those numbers, but at least up to par around. or close around those numbers? I say his completion percentage, his passer rating, and his interceptions will be around there. I think he forty two touchdowns is a lot. I think he gets like high thirty, so I think he falls short on that. And uh, I don't know about yardage. I just know they signed Dalvin Cook for a reason. I mean, I know they can toss it to him, but yeah, I know he could throw the ball. So yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say. Just under his averages, but because it's a New York marketplace, of course he will be in MVP talks. All right. I like it. <laughs> All right. Last question Spin for it. you. I hope I get the one I want since this is my last one. No. Oh, oh. Oh. Yes, yes. Is that is, the one yes, that you wanted? Yes. This is what I, I wanted. No, that's the one. I, oh. <clears throat> you wanted the hot seat? Yep. Okay. Question is, is Bill Belichick? On the hot seat this year. He totally is. If he can't at least win, like go 500, well, I guess 9 and 8 because you have to go better than 500. If he can't go 9 and 8 and compete for wild card, if not make one, and they don't make the playoffs and go under 500, you kind of have to think if you're Robert Kraft at this point, like, okay, he's been doing this for 20-some years. Maybe it's time for him to move on. He hasn't won much since Brady left. Maybe it was more of the – 
maybe it was more of the combination than we realized or a lot. Well, okay, defensively, Brady doesn't play defense, and they've always had good defenses under Belichick when they've won. So it it is partially Brady, but it is also partially Belichick. But without Brady, who then went and won a Super Bowl right away and then was in the playoffs the next year before he retired, like if you're – Robert Kraft, you kind of have to think about it, right? Maybe maybe exactly. just pull him up into the front office as a role and let somebody else take over as the coach. Yeah, because he's obviously not going to take, like, a demotion to just defensive coordinator. No, 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 no. Yeah, so I say, like you said, like a, an advisor. Yeah, keep him around, but step back, man. He knows it's, football, obviously. Yeah, there's no doubt in that, but he's at the same time, man, just time, but take a step back, man. Like it's all good. You have life. nothing left to prove, except the longer you not make it and Brady did win without you, the worse it looks for your the story. The worse it looks. Exactly, especially if your team keep getting worse. Like, Mac yeah. Jones is not doing anything for you, the team. Yeah, agree. So, okay. See what my happens. Last question. <clears throat> oh, no, I didn't want this one. That's okay. This one, I know what I would answer, but the question is, will Mike Tomlin have a winning record this year? We did mention earlier he has never had one in the 17 years he's been in Pittsburgh. No, a losing record. He's never had a losing record. Oh, I'm sorry. He's record. never he's had, only a had a record. losing record. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, he will. I do think that they are good enough to be above 500. I think Kenny Pickett comes back with the weapons they have, especially George Pickens. Pickett, Pickett to Pickens. Oh, man, I that's going to that. be fun. <laughs> right? See I can't wait to hear Romo say that. <laughs> True. He's going to have fun with it. I do think they do. They have a good defense, obviously, with T.J. Watt over just dominating any any quarterback that's in his sight. And I think they progress more than another year with Najee Harris and in the offense, everything, everything can just kind of keep progressing. So whether or not they make the playoffs, I am teetered on, but they are above 500. Mike Tomlin does it again. Agree. Agree. Okay. So transitioning now, thank you for the questions. Love that little wheel, man. Like Heck I said, yeah. I think it'd be fun to do the, uh, to do like a, a non when it's not just the, like questions wheel, like we can do questions about ourselves. Yeah, like yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So. Okay, but what right now we're going to do is break into the brackets. Just like we did for the NFC, we're going to break into the brackets for the AFC. We're Let's going to start this break time. Break it down. Let's do it. Okay. I'm going first this time. You're up, man. Explain your brackets. So. Number one seed, I've got the Chiefs taking it. Bengals at two. Jags at three. Dolphins at four. Dolph- Dolphins at four. I'm about to say it again. <laughs> Titans at five. Jets at six. And Bills at seven. <clears throat> I have the AFC East dominating. I just think all the teams are really that good. Like I mentioned in the just earlier, I think it's the best division in the conference, possibly in the league. So I have the 2-7 matchup of the Bengals-Bills the 3-6 matchup of the Jags-Jets, and the 4-5 matchup of Oof. the Dolphins-Titans. I think you guys get in, man. I, I went through the schedule. I know that you guys' defense is pretty good. The reason why, man, is because I feel like everybody doesn't pick you, including myself, when I'm not even thinking about you. And then I look up, like, week 11, and you guys are, you know, 8-3. and three. I'm like, oh, see what? But- that is what I like, is that nobody talks about them, and then they are good, because as soon as there's talk and talk and talk that's when usually they fall apart because like like you said by like week nine or ten they're usually like six and four seven and three the last couple years and then all of a sudden they're on every channel that i turn on and i'm like no stop like 
Stop talking about us. It's too early. I don't want that. I don't want anybody talking about us. <laughs> yeah, so, well, you got DeAndre Hopkins and yeah. all this kind of stuff, and so everybody's going to be talking about you. I so. hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, too bad. You're in the playoffs, okay? We're vying for the number one overall draft pick, okay? Kick rocks. <laughs> so, obviously, with Kansas City as the one seed, they get the bye. So, we'll break down the two games, uh, the three games. I apologize. Bengals, I think, uh, are at home, obviously. I think they escape narrowly. And Joe Burrow marches on. I think the home field is what really helps here because I think these two teams are very good. My guess is the Cincinnati defense kind of steps up at the right moment or that Burrow leads like a game-winning drive, whether that be an extra extra point, a field goal or a touchdown. One of those things happen. I think they keep it close, but I think that the Bengals ultimately kind of take it. I could see Uh, either of those things happening at the end of the game. (laughs) Yep. Kind of like similar to the what they did against the Ravens, I guess, right? That, yeah. That defensive stop where they – I mean, maybe not necessarily a 98-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown, but maybe just the fumble recovery alone. In general, yeah. Yeah. So Jets-Jags, I think the playoff berth is enough to keep Rodgers uh, and the Jets fans happy. He'll definitely return because they made the playoffs. It was happy. But I do think they go down to Florida and take that out. Ooh. Trevor came back down 27 last year. And against I don't the Chargers. Think yeah, well, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I don't think that he'll face that this time. I think that he'll that that was his first playoff experience. He'll have felt it now, and I think that the uh, you know he basically changed from half to half, so True. a whole game now. And shoot, they and another one which they lost. I understand, but played in. So I think that he obviously a, a very formidable opponent um, with the defense that I talked about. But I think that they 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 move on. Now I have the last one, obviously being. The Titans and the Dolphins. This one was tough, man, because I do think that both teams are good. Solid defense, good run game, good coaching. Probably I'll give the slight edge to you guys in uh, Mike Vrabel. I think just being with the Patriots and being a Super Bowl winning player, linebacker himself, I think kind of gives him a little bit of edge. And he's just had this team who nobody, like you said, nobody talks about. Lucky for you, happy for you, that just keeps winning. But I think the weapons, yeah, I think that weapons that Miami has for Tua is just what kind of pushes them over. I understand that Tannehill has Hawkins and Henry, but that's kind of where it stops. Yeah. I think it's a low-scoring game, but I think the Dolphins kind of squeak it out by like a field goal or a touchdown. So, Okay. I'll... What do you think about my one of my picks? So this is what I'm, I'm taking. I mean, taking, it's... Obviously, I do the reseeding again. So. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, no, the first round makes I mean, I can't argue with the Titans losing, especially as a wild-card team going to have to go to Miami on the road and travel in a playoff game. That is not going to be easy. Um, obviously, much warmer than it would be in Tennessee at that time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, they have much more weapons on offense, and I think the Titan defense is is solid, but I don't think it's anything to write home about that's going to be great necessarily in the top 10. So I feel like that offense in Miami is just going to roll over them, and I don't really yeah. anticipate to be a close game. I would think more like a 27-10 to 10 game because the Titans will get a touchdown off Henry, maybe a field goal, True. and then that'll probably be it. Okay, okay. I'll give I, mean, you I hope I'm wrong. But... Chance on that. Yeah, I'll give you a little bit more of a chance. So, Okay, so let me move on then. Moving on to the next round. Uh, this pits the... Let's see. Oh, here we go. So another year for Hot oh, this title game. How bad, dude? It's all good. So Chiefs are now hosting the Dolphins. Something that Miami is not ready for. Obviously, a week rested Andy Reid coming off a of bye week, I believe, is some crazy stuff. Oh, I don't think he's undefeated, but yeah, but it's like you know twenty eight and lose. two or some crazy number like that. <laughs> 
So he, he, they're going to cruise. The Dolphins are just going to be happy that they made the playoffs and won in my you know imaginary mm-hmm. world. Uh, so they're just not ready. It's a nice South Florida story, right? I got them back in the playoffs and even winning a playoff game, but I think they're going to fall short like the Heat, not necessarily as far as the Heat, but fall short. <laughs> this is where they really meet their match, man. Mahomes and company, they take care of business, and I think they do it kind of easily. I say it's like a 35-21 game. They're going to be able to score. The Dolphins can score, but I think that Mahomes kind of puts it out. Of, and maybe even more like a 38-21 game. Kind of, yeah, it gets it out of control late. In there. Yeah. So that, that also means that the Jags would travel to Cincy. Cincy I have as the two seed, so I have them. Oh, I just noticed I have one through four moving on. <laughs> Ooh, I have no upsets. Uh, but, yeah, so Jags would travel to Cincy. And this is where I think that frostbite kind of comes in. Joe Cool sends the other Florida team packing, and uh, they, they're just too loaded. They're going to yeah. send, send back down. Lawrence is great, but this is what I do think happens. I think this is kind of where we see Trevor Lawrence kind of come even more out of his shell. A lot of people already have him pretty highly ranked. This is kind of where I see him showing in this game like, wow, there's something to this guy. Yeah, yeah. they lost. I get that. But, wow, he put on this – he did that, or he had made that player, led that drive. I have a feeling there's going to be like that Trevor Lawrence moment or just an entire Trevor Lawrence game. Uh, that's why he should – you know, be considered a top five quarterback. I think he is in my opinion, but I do think that he ultimately falls short. I see it like a 31, 28, maybe a 31, 24 kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a heck of a game. If they can hang in with the, with Cincinnati, who's been to a Super Bowl, I feel like at that point, if you're the Jags, you got to feel good about it. Yeah. hundred percent. So that basically brings us to. It's a heck of a title game that we've seen the last couple of years. Yes. So chiefs are hosting another AFC title game continues to run through Kansas City. Can't can't stop it. This was honestly the toughest pick for me. When you guys were talking about it, I literally had to sleep on it. I made the <laughs> entire bracket and I was like, I don't know. I'm just gonna have to do it tomorrow and just kind of try to figure it out. So that's kind of what I did. Yeah. And I think that the meeting that they had a couple years ago when Cincy went to the Super Bowl was kind of a foreshadowing of like a handful of these matchups. Like I just think this is that's why it's gonna happen again. Like they beat them, then they lost to them. It's just going to be this back and forth. And after all the Burrow had talk, it's really been the Chiefs kind of dominating lately. But I think Joe Shiesty comes <laughs> up big, goes back to the Super Bowl. Final's going to be a shootout. I'm going to give it like a 35-31. Okay, yeah, that's a big game. But I think that the Bengals oh. are going to the Super Bowl. All right. So that means, if you, in your case... That means the AFC would have had two champions the last six years, five years. It's been basically Chiefs and Bengals, right? And Four Bengals in the last five. Time. Yeah, because the, the the Chiefs have been to three Super Bowls, and this and would the be the Bengals. Yeah, this would be the Bengals second. So yeah, that'd be five years, six years, yeah. in a row, five years in a row, just Chiefs and Bengals in the Super Bowl. That'd be crazy. That's the way I see it. Hey, but like you talked about, it could be the foreshadowing of a bunch of matchups between them because it's like Peyton and and Brady being the AFC back in the day. Yeah, that's kind of that's what I'm envisioning. So, but again, don't don't forget about Trevor Lawrence. He's going to show why the Jags are pretty good as long as they can put a core around him and keep the coaching staff. I think that uh, they're going to start being pretty good too. Yeah, unfortunately, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, that is a little bit unfortunate for you. So, But fun for the league because the Jags have been a laughing stock. They, they had like one good season where they gave Brady a run for their money. Yeah, with Blake Bortles of all won. people. Of course, yeah. That was when Jalen Ramsey was on the team doing work too. Dude, so. that was a good defense that year. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Leonard Fournette was there also. So Brady played against him and then helped, uh, you know, helped him win a Super Bowl. Yeah, Lenny got him one when he was in Tampa. 
Exactly. So, so you want to move on to your bracket? Let's break it down. Bring out the bracket. Right. There's mine. Here is Corey's one. Boom. Bracket. So we definitely obviously talked about we have some differences. Uh, so my conference breakdown of one through seven, obviously I have the Chiefs at the top, so they're going to be in the bye week. Uh, the two seed, I have the Ravens. Again, I talked about Lamar, I think, having an MVP caliber year. I think that's part of it is even though they get the two, I think they push the Chiefs in a race for the one seed, but I think they ultimately get it. I see the Jets getting the three seed. Uh, the Jags will get the fourth. I think maybe Jacksonville will get it as a 10-win team, but that means winning game 17 against Tennessee Titans to win the division and kind of kick them out. Uh, then I see in the wild card, I do see your Bengals making it. Uh, I do have the Bills getting in there. And then my sneaker-like other team is going to be the Browns, which I mentioned earlier. Oh, yeah, a little I, foreshadowing from before. Huh? I think the Browns get in. I think uh, the AFC North, like we talked about, is really good, so I have three of their teams making it into the playoffs. Okay. Uh, I think they just they're really good. They're really they good. Are good. Um, so when it comes to the first round, uh, I have – Actually, some division matchups, obviously. Uh, Browns are going to the Ravens. Uh, Bills are going to the Jets. And the Bengals are at the Jags. So there's a couple, some different matchups, but a couple division ones. Uh, I think the Ravens ultimately take care of business. I think they are on a mission to prove the world wrong. Again, we talked about they've added all the weapons, OBJ especially, and now uh, Javadini Clowney on the defensive side. I think they're ready. I think having yeah, to play exactly. the Browns a third time against a division opponent gives you that much edge. And I think Deshaun Watson is good, but again, I just think the Ravens are ready to go this year. They're a better team. Yeah, for sure. Uh, When it comes to the Bills and Jets, I think ultimately Aaron Rodgers, I said, I think he's got a Tampa Brady feel this year, so I expect them to move on in this first round. Um, And then does Stephon Diggs want to stay out? If it's another early playoff loss like this for the Bills, then the questions become about Stephon Diggs. Do we start to question Allen and how good he really is? Is it really – Yes. Is he as good as we think he is or is he not? And it just was – the AFC was bad for a couple of years and he took advantage. I don't know. Yes. Um, Above average. <laughs> that's what but I ultimately think. I see the Jets moving on. Um, and then when it comes to the Bengals and Jags, I see the Bengals going to Florida and taking care of business. Uh, Joey B killed in LSU and in the SEC, so I don't think playing in Florida is going to be an issue uh, that time of sure. year regardless. Uh, and I just think – I think it'll be a duel between Lawrence and Joe Burrow, but I just think at the end of the day, Burrow's going to have the ball last and drive them down for whether it's a field goal drive or a game-scoring touchdown. I think the Bengals move on to the second round. So in the third round, which is the divisional stuff, which really gets... Man, these four teams I have left. Yeah, yikes. They're uh, good, bro. Stack teams, man. So you have the Bengals and Chiefs in the AFC title game. I have them in this divisional round Division. instead. Okay. Um, it sets up the third straight playoff matchup. Uh, I just think all the Burrowhead talk last year, if the Bengals bring that up again, which knowing their locker room and their, their vibe of their team, they're they're kind of trash talkers. That's what they do. Uh, yeah, so, not, not that. God, I, that yeah, you would expect. But, again, we'll see what happens. But if – yep. You go into town, and Kansas City's going to be, at that point, just ready to go because they want to kick their butt anyway after the last couple of years. So I think that the Chiefs ultimately, again, Pat Mahomes does some magic in the fourth quarter. I think it's a close game, most of it, and then they find a way to just get some kind of crazy play in the last five minutes, and then they get a field goal to win it, and Pat Mahomes goes to on to host his sixth straight AFC title game in Kansas City. Which I mean, is he just, only needs 13 seconds. So Yeah. Seriously, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> it was nuts, bro. Um, and then as far as who they're going to host in the AFC title game, uh, again, I've gone back and forth because, I, I again, I mentioned Brady, Tom Brady, Tampa Field, Rodgers in New York. 
And I've also mentioned Lamar Lamar Jackson just being the man this year. And I think Lamar Jackson and the Ravens ultimately kind of win this one big. I don't think the Jets uh, will end strong. I think for some reason the Raven defense will be able to slow Rodgers and them down, and the Ravens will move on maybe 27-16. to 16. And I think it's Ravens oh, wow. going to Kansas City in order to battle for the uh, AFC title game. <laughs> right? <laughs> Burrowhead. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be Lamar head now. That's what the new place is. <laughs> <laughs> kind of flows as well, but I got you. So, which, and that's that's my pick. I said Lamar, Lamar head right there. That's that's where I'm going. I went back and forth for a while because I just think that Mahomes is so good, but it's so hard to win back to back Super Bowls. They've already been to back to back. And having going to four and five years, I just feel like that's going to be taxing at some point, even if they are hosting. But I feel like Baltimore plays outdoors in the cold as well. So I don't think playing in Kansas yeah. City in January is really going to affect them. Um, but they, I think ultimately. Loud stadium too. Yeah. So, yeah. So if, yeah. Top five, probably loudest stadium in the NFL as well. So I don't think that's going to be an issue. I just see the Ravens moving on and maybe winning 27 to 21, something like that, and going to the Super Bowl. Okay. Well, hey, I like that. So, okay, well, that basically sets up the Super Bowl. I have the Eagles and the Bengals. You have the Niners and the Ravens, which is a rematch from Super Bowl, uh, I think, 47, back in when they played New nice. Orleans. The lights went out game. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. We're all just sitting around waiting for them to figure <laughs> out how to turn the lights back on. I do remember that. That was crazy. That yeah. was crazy. Okay, well, before we get to the picks, let's kind of reveal something. So... As much as I do believe in my picks, I am kind of judging this based off of a bet that I placed uh, earlier this year. I placed it back in March, and I just chose a bunch of division winners really late at night after playing some video games. I was kind of bored before I went to sleep, and I decided I was going to pick some division winners, and I placed a $10 bet on all the division winners back in March for a return of 28000 if I win. And so the division winners that you saw both here and obviously in – the NFC is what we did. So Corey then didn't know, obviously placed it back in March when we're doing this episode, picked his own. And then you said you placed your bet, right? Yeah, actually uh, when we talked about breaking down the day and what are divisions and talking about this bet thing that you did, I was like, well, I'm going to place my own. So I was going to try to do the $10 like you did, but my account that I had only had seven left and I wasn't depositing $3 to even up to 10. So I just went with a $7 bet of what I had left and, yeah, ultimately, if uh, if I can get it, I think I win like what is it, uh, four thousand some dollars. I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's check out what. Let's check out our slips here. Nice. This is my division winner uh, betting slip here. So as you can see, you can see the odds that I've placed them at. The longest shot I've got, obviously, is the Giants, and I do believe that is probably the longest shot. The Eagles are freaking stacked, and I'm just going with the NFC doesn't have back-to-back ones for 18 years. Knowing my luck, this is definitely going to be <laughs> the year the Eagles repeat for sure. But, hey, you know what? This is all for fun. So listed here, Dolphins, Chiefs, Jags, Niners, Saints, Bengals, Bears, and Giants. Again, placed on March 18th. So this was a long time ago. Yeah, I'm sure you, you Aaron obviously got even on the Jets yet. I'll say you might obviously got much better odds or different odds than I did because I did mine yesterday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's check out your slip. Yeah. 
But don't oh, pain. sorry. I thought that that was the music video. Swoosh. No, that wasn't it. Okay. <laughs> no, that didn't swoosh, man. You checked already, and that was just us. That was just us bad, back bad in the dancing. day. <laughs> yeah. What do we know, man? We're white, man. What do we? <laughs> okay, so you check yours out. Okay, what we got here? Seven dollars to win forty-four. 47, 54. That's not bad. So, again, not bad. Jets, Ravens, Jags, Chiefs, Eagles, Vikings, Saints, Niners. That's what I need. And if one of us wins, that's awesome. But I honestly I hope it's yours. It's worth way more than mine. So, go your teams. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you your $4,447.54 if I win. How about that? Oh, I'll take that it. If you're going to give that out of your 28K, well, cut it in half because of taxes. I'll take half of that. Okay, fine. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. I'll do the proportion of what I was taking. Perfect. Percentage and stuff like that. So your longest shot is the Jets then at plus 250. No, oh, the Vikings at plus 270. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, hey. Okay, so that's pretty good. So I know okay. I wish we could both win, but that's not possible. So one of us win, please. Yes, down. And as we get closer, obviously, as we have to wait, maybe we should start doing, if you want, we're about to reveal our Super Bowl picks. You want to throw... A little little bet. I know you said you used the last seven dollars, but maybe you can maybe you can fund <laughs> it and we could throw throw a bet on Super Bowl winners right now. Like we're Ooh. about to reveal them now. I mean, we don't have to reveal them on the show or place the bet on the show, but you know, like maybe we place the bet afterwards. Okay, yeah, maybe we'll update on another show that we did that or not. Yeah, we'll talk about it on Monday if we do it or not. Nice. All right, well, let's get to the Super Bowl picks then. Let's see who we got here. Okay, so this is your Super Bowl. Yep. This is the Lights Out Super Bowl. You want to give us a rundown of how you see the Super Bowl going. Before you tell us the winner, just tell us how you see, you know, give us a little bit of a... Yeah, so I feel like this is going to be a really good Super Bowl, kind of like the one they were in last time where it ended by a field goal winning. Uh, or by, I should say score, not by a winning field goal at the buzzer. Um, but I feel like both defenses are, are really good. So it's going to be low scoring. Um you know, Justin Tucker's probably going to have a, a field goal late in the game that's going to be meaningful. Yeah, right? I mean, he makes everything. Uh, and because it's going to be low scoring, I feel like the final score might be like maybe 20 to 17. And because of that, I think the MVP of the of the Super Bowl will be OBJ since he didn't get it the last time he played for the Rams when he got injured, which is me to tell you, Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. I think they're going to ultimately oh, beat the Niners again. Okay, so Ravens win. Ravens winning it all. They're going to Vegas and they're leaving. Actually, might as well just party and celebrate there that night. You don't have to go out of town. <laughs> True. So OBJ wins Super Bowl MVP. I think that's the redemption story from the injury and everything. He should have got one if he got a been would have been healthy for the whole game last time with the Rams. Uh, Lamar comes back and he's on a redemption tour. I feel like they just everything's going to jive in Baltimore and it's their time. I like it, man. I like it. You saw that Raven just beating up that night. <laughs> Sorry, I put it over while you're talking. No, it's all good. <laughs> all right. Okay, let's move on then to my Super Bowl. Got the Eagles making it back Oof. against the Bengals this time. I see this being a great game. I I see the. I just both teams are so good. They have they have good offenses. I think as the, the that's their best point. Eagles obviously have a, a probably a little bit better defense, but I think the crazy part is you and I were talking about this before the show started. There's this stat that's out there right now where if you go to the Super Bowl and the first time you go you lose, of recent history you never go back. 
Oh, let me run down the list of, of the quarterbacks that are in that category. We're going to throw Jalen Hurts in there because it hasn't happened yet, but obviously a little bit of asterisk there because uh, he, he, this would be the year for him to have the opportunity. Correct. But Joe Burrow, lost to the Rams. Jimmy Garoppolo, lost to the Chiefs, hasn't been back. Jared Goff, lost to the Patriots, hasn't been back. Matt Ryan, I get it, late in his career, but lost Ouch. to the Patriots, his first time there, hasn't been back. Cam Newton, also a little bit more later in his career, but yep. lost to the Broncos, never went back. And then the other kind of weird one, but still technically won, Colin Kaepernick. Oh, yeah, true. That was a, a huge different situation. But basically what I'm saying with my Super Bowl is that dead ends now. <laughs> both of these guys. I was just going to say. Jalen Hurts does it. Joe Burrow ca- crosses that off the list. And I think they both play each other, figure out who wins this stat-breaking run. Uh, I think Joe Burrow, though. I think Joe Burrow is just too ice cold. I don't blame you. And I think he leads the Bengals to their first ever Super Bowl title. Oh. Cincy! Man, that This one's be for you! <laughs> the best thing, of course, a great game. The one thing I want to see is when they win is him smoking a stogie like he did at LSU. When, when, when they won the BCS or whatever title game, where was that? That game wasn't in Vegas, right? That would be hilarious. No, I'm assuming it was in... They used to play them in like New Orleans. Or oh, yeah, Arizona and stuff yeah, like that. One of those two domes. Yeah, yeah. Or, or Arizona, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think he, he does it. Uh, I think it's a great game. I think because the, the Eagles are obviously no slouch. They were just there. They made it a good game even last year against the, the chiefs. Yeah. But my prediction is the Eagles turn into maybe like the bills of the nineties where it might not, they may not go to four straight, <laughs> but I think the NFC is pretty weak right now and they're a really good team. And although Jalen hurts, you know, bigger contract kicks in next year, I think they have an opportunity to be kind of dominant. I just don't know if they'll get over the top. And my prediction is that they don't. I'm saying in Bengals 27, 24. It's a good game. As long as it comes down to the wire, then I'm enjoying the game. Wasn't all the Bengals games when they're in the playoffs that year, they went to the Super Bowl decided by three points. I do think that was the case. So you have him doing it again. there in the Super Bowl deciding it by three. Crazy, right? Should be a good one if that's the case. Yeah. So, but uh, that's the division and also, or the conference, and then also the wrap up of the rest of the playoffs. We gave you the NFC on Monday show. Go check that out if you haven't already. Obviously, you're watching the AFC or listening to the AFC show, and we've shown you our Super Bowl winners. Corey's got the Ravens, and I've got the Bengals. Man, uh, the Ravens would have their third Super Bowl victory already. That is crazy. <laughs> that is pretty crazy. I just want one in Tennessee, man. I just want one. You can do it. Yeah, maybe. My lifetime would be nice. I believe in you guys. <laughs> what do you mean in your life? Well, you guys were close that one time. I, I know, but that was 23 years ago. Like, where can we get back now? <laughs> yeah. So you guys, you had the seventh highest odds, uh, according to FanDuel. Uh, the Ravens do that, plus 1,800 to win and i think the Bengals. of course i didn't write it down i think they were the fifth overall at plus like a thousand oh okay so we both got some pretty pretty uh solid favorites not favorites but at least teams that could definitely do it yeah like top top seven obviously since we put you at seven so. so yeah so i think that that wraps it up right there for that uh let's move out of football we're gonna of course go back to back in time speaking of all the history about the quarterbacks who don't come back <laughs> Let's send it on over to This Week in Sports History. This Week in Sports History. 
So this week in sports history, I got two again. You know what I've realized, actually? I was talking to you about this. I can't pick one anymore. There's too <laughs> many good ones. In fact, this one I was listing like four or five as I was reading them off. But what I'm going to do from now on is do two. I'm going to narrow down to my two favorite ones. Okay. All right. The first one we have is on August 20th, 2000. Tiger Woods won the PGA Championship in a playoff over Bob May, becoming the first player since Ben Hogan in 1953 to win three majors in one year. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. 50, 1953? It's 47 years it took for Tiger. And Tiger Woods just became elite. Unfortunately, obviously, everybody knows all this back injury stuff. Yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. But In his prime, yes, man. Woo, we all loved golf more than I ever thought we Solid. would. I honestly thought he was going to break the record for most majors. But I did too. Obviously, but... injuries kind of prevented him from yeah. doing so. But that's okay. He's he'll, he'll go down as obviously one of the top two. Absolutely. The second one we've got is on August 22nd, 1989. That's taking it back a little bit. <laughs> Nolan Ryan of the Texas Rangers became the first pitcher to strike out 5,000 batters. Unfortunately, it was in a 2 nothing loss to the A's. Uh, he actually, Nolan Ryan struck out Ricky Henderson on a full count, 96-mile-an-hour fastball. For number 5,000. 5, wow, that's yeah. cool. Landmark uh, strikeout on an actual on a Hall of Famer, too. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Exactly. On a full count, it was, it was that or it was about to sit at 4,999 with stealing Ricky Henderson on base. Yeah, that guy's at second. 5,000 right strikeouts. That's just... The first one. Phew. That's a lot that's of strikeouts. Man, that's, that's just thinking about the amount of time you have to play. Obviously, back then, the pitchers pitched way more innings, eight and nine complete, complete games, even if they go 10 innings sometimes. So I just, that's insane to think 5,000 plus strikeouts. Hey, good for him, man. Definitely the great, probably the greatest pitcher. I mean, people will have their favorites, right? And there'll be different things that you categorize it as. Um, but his numbers are pretty hard to beat. The only other person that I think is even in close contention are like the Greg Maddoxes and like Randy Johnsons of the world. Yeah. I think Roger Clemens might be in that ballpark area too because I feel like for a while there. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I know. But I mean, I feel like for a while there, Clemens and Johnson were kind of battling back and forth of who was in like the second place of most all-time strikeouts because they're both at the, like in their late 30s, early 40s still pitching. Mm-hmm. And one guy looks like he did it clean, though. Yeah, no, Randy definitely did that clean. That guy is a stick. <laughs> we'll give it to you, Randy. We'll give it to you, man. Heck yeah. I was there for his number of time in Arizona when they did it, man. It was awesome. I remember you got me a shirt. Yeah. I, I still have that shirt. Dude, they asked what size you shirt. could have. Like, what? At a giveaway? They were like, I was walking in the gate. You know, I work in stadiums, so I understand. Oh, you just hand them out. Yeah, you just get rid of them. They're all extra larges. That's usually how it goes. But when you walk up to that day, they're like, what size shirt would you like? And I was like, what? And they're like, we have small through 3X. I was like, oh, wow. my That's gosh. Okay. I was like, at every gate, you guys have, they're like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I'll take medium. Like, what? That's go awesome. Man. Right? Go. <laughs> Sweet. Cool, man. Hey, well, so what you got planned for the weekend then? It's Friday. Well, I'm working live 80s tomorrow. Lost 80s live, I think is what it's called. So it's a bunch of, you know, one-hit wonders stuff. and stuff. From the I was reading the list to you earlier. I don't think we knew one band each or one no, person each. Yeah, it's, it's going to be weird. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do that for about 12 or so maybe 14 hours tomorrow. Another 29,000 steps? Yeah, man, maybe not as much. It's not as busy because there's only going to be 4,000 people. But I'll probably yeah. get 20K at least. So it'll be, it'll be a good day. And then... Sunday is actually, uh, I don't know if you know this, it's actually National Cinema Day, so all movie theaters, I think, are charging $4 for tickets. 
So, I did not know that, but thank you for telling me. Yeah, I've been wanting to so, go watch uh, I want to go see Sounds of Freedom. There you go. So B and I are talking about what movie to go see on Sunday afternoon. So once I wake up at you know noon or so after my Saturday exactly. working. But yeah, yeah so cool. we're talking about going to the movies on Sunday. But other than that, just chilling, getting ready for uh, football here in a couple of weeks to actually officially start. We got a fantasy draft coming soon too. So just, yeah, just That's chilling. Good. What about you, man? Tomorrow I might be going down to San Diego. Actually, Ooh. my dad is moving. Moving. He has. He lives on a boat, and so he's going to be basically moving marinas. So I can oh, go okay. down there and help him kind of like get everything ready. I can't be down there during the week and stuff while he's going to be doing it. But I'm going to try to like make sure that everything is kind of like ready for it to move. So gotcha. And you know, try to bring my friend uh, Lofty down. You've been. Yeah, yeah. Lofty Super cool. To. Uh, see if we could just kind of hang out. I mean, we're going to hang out too. It's not just going to be sit there the whole freaking time and just like do work stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of help him get ready for that and hang out a little bit and just kind of chill. Nothing on Sunday church. That's it. That's nice. Nice. Dang. I haven't seen your dad in so long. <laughs> you want to come? No, I, I might not be awake by the time you, you guys head down there. So I think yeah, I'm going to yeah, be chilling. You, you, work, you work. It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Oh, then yeah, no, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as I would love to miss lost eighties live, I have to go show up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, enjoy work then, man. Yeah, you enjoy uh, the weekend and seeing your dad, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So to everybody out there, thanks for seeing things from RV from the bench. I'm Brendan. And I'm Corey. And like we always say, enjoy the sports until we talk again. Peace. This was a Sycamore 4th Studios production.